This is Gam Chat. My name is Greg. I'm McCoy. And I'm Dee. We're three Filipino gay guys trying to make sense of anything and everything in the world today. Welcome to our podcast. This is our queries episode. We are answering your questions in this episode called You Got Queries. You've Got, You've got Queries. queries. Mm. Okay. Gee, McCoy, a little, <laughs> little, little late there. Thank you. So here's how our queries episode works. Listeners send in their questions through DMs on social media, email, and Anchor FM. You can even remain anonymous, but we'll give you a Tito, Tita, or Tita X name just to remain anonymous, but we'll decide what your name will be, or you could let us know. And we pick three of them, and we just go in on it. Hey, McCoy, what's our first query? So the first query is from Danny, and his question is... Can heterosexual men and women truly be just friends? No. Just kidding. <laughs> Damn. I think they can, right? Can they? <laughs> right? Right? Like, especially heterosexual men. Yeah. Because when you see a guy and a girl, people automatically think, oh, they must be dating. You know, it's never just like they're just friends. Yeah. Or like, are you trying to get with her or vice versa? You know, like. People always have that thing. Let's say your cousin who's a female bring a guy to a family party and he's just a friend. The whole family would automatically think like he is the boyfriend. Yeah. It's like for some reason she's not allowed to have a guy friend unless it's gay, you know? So it's possible. And I think we really need to break that cycle because mm-hmm. then it gives pressure that's so sometimes embarrassing and so cringy. Because yeah. now I remember attending like family gatherings and you know seeing exactly what you described McCoy and it's like yeah. this is so uncomfortable it's the same thing as if like oh why don't you guys have any kids yet yeah when are you guys gonna get married it's like the same stupid shit that they would ask well let me give you some context because I did talk to to Danny about this um at length actually and we were talking about different things and I think the situation is he befriended someone at work who's a female and the female friend's manager took her aside because they would like he would go and see her and they would like talk and the manager pulled her aside and said i don't think you should be friends with him because i don't like his intention what intention you know like there's there's like assumptions automatically like he yeah. wants to get with her but he said he's he clearly said to me like i didn't like her like that we're just really just friends especially if it's work environment like that i mean you are with that person eight hours a day yeah. you have to form some type of relationship well they're from like different departments so they don't have to interact every day yeah. but they became friends so it was made a big deal and to me it's like what's the big deal like like it's like saying can two gay men or can two lesbian women be friends without being lovers this idea this question has always been around for heterosexuals like forever now Mm -hmm. right they always say like men are from mars women are from venus uh which was a book from like you know back in the day that said men or women are just different beings it's interesting to see this question today Mm -hmm. i just thought this was like already done with in the sense that straight men and straight woman can actually be friends but i guess it's still something to discuss i think it's like a, it's a one of those bullshit rules that mm-hmm. straight people have put themselves in that men are a certain way and women are a certain way and that's it and they can't be truly friends because they have to live with these roles they have to play and i, I the sad part about that is that you're probably missing out on a good friendship mm-hmm. i have friends that are male and female that have been truly friends with the opposite sex and never been intimate with each other before and they have a really dope friendship and imagine if they had to stick to this one of these bullshit rules then they would never have like a good friendship i don't know is it, is it because that in the world of heterosexuality like they have to fit within these parameters that's bullshit yeah yeah it's very limiting did i give my answer i don't think i gave my answer wait no i don't remember anymore <laughs> Uh, my answer is yes it's not gonna be like a question of like right no it's a yes it really depends on let's go back to intentions like if you intend to be just friends then you are gonna be friends if you want to be friends you're masking your intention with just friends only then we have a problem here because your intention you're trying to mask it so of course you can't be friends you can't just be friends because in your mind that's not what you want yeah you want to get with this person already 
So I think the key is be honest with your intentions. Yeah, that, that that's that's very important. And that I think in any type of relationships, yeah, it can evolve. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely, yeah. You know, it can. Yeah. You know, and and that's something you shouldn't not be friends with somebody of the opposite sex just because you're too scared it might evolve. But I mean, there are options, you know. Well, they'll naturally evolve. And if they do, you guys, as long as you communicate to each other, should remain all good. Okay. I don't know. Is this is it more complicated than we know? I don't think it is. People just make it complicated. Not even the, the individuals themselves who's trying to be mm-hmm. friends. Other people around it's them. Outside of them. Yeah. Who's trying to be watching them and just putting malice into everything else that yeah. they do. I've seen this and you're like, oh, you guys are just friends, but you, you look good together. You should just start dating. You know, you should just date. Like, what the fuck? Leave them alone. It's like so embarrassing for them and for you because you look like a fool. But, you know, that's just me. That also makes you think about these rules that somehow society has put that you have to have a partner. Mm. You know, like you have to fit in this box. See, I proved that wrong. You don't have to be with anyone. Yeah, Michael, you proved it wrong. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. (laughs) What did our listeners have to say about this so someone who who wanted to remain anonymous with a code name camp master said "Ooh, camp master yeah i know what kind of camp you have in mind greg um (laughs) (laughs) i've heard those stories on risk that is that is accurate um they said if one is ugly i guess lol oh my god that's so messed up (laughs) (laughs) and then they said sorry just in case someone got offended Damn. <laughs> Hence the anonymous. <laughs> so, um, all right, wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop this because it's actually, it's actually a good comment. Yeah, because it? it is. You know why? Okay, why? Because what if you have a friendship with them? Maybe uh-huh. You're just pretty good friends, but then all of a sudden you started to feel grow into like attraction mm-hmm. to the friend. Yeah. Is that okay? I that's okay because you can't. Sometimes you just can't help your feelings you know we're people we're emotional beings so of course sometimes this happens and now it's up to you how you want to handle the situation and also i think it would even be better because you know the relationship where your attraction is not surface it's something that <laughs> right no let, let's yeah. be honest because then you're like okay i find something else about this person that i like that's way mm-hmm. deeper than, yeah, than, than like true. a five second glance that like, oh, I want to like take their clothes off. Right. It, it, it has more substance. Ah, that is very true. Yeah. There's actually a lot of really strong relationships that I've seen and for my friends where they started off as friends first mm-hmm. and they've end up having like 20 year marriages out of it. So you mean after twenty years they they broke up? No, over twenty years. Jesus, gosh. Oh, you mean it's still it's still ongoing because you said they had twenty years of marriage. But it's not the classic like I think, um, like rom com where like oh the best mm. friend and then all of a sudden they realize they love each other kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. they've known each other for a while. It's yeah. just that now they see the benefits of like what the other person's trait is and how that can mesh with theirs. Mm-hmm. in a romantic sense so i mean the same thing i mean just take out the someone is ugly part it's like you just don't like oh i don't see this person as that way so we're just friends and later on it evolves to something else yeah yeah so i'd be more deeper me yeah. oh thank you camp master mm. yeah what kind of camp we don't know um so rich flores and alfred clemente just basically said absolutely yes that's all they said which is you know Short and sweet. He seems somewhat <laughs> disappointed by their answer. Should I add <laughs> to their answer? No, no. <laughs> no, this, it's well. Yeah. The question is simple. It's simple. S- yeah. s- seemingly simple, and they had a very simple answer. Yeah, I think what makes it yeah. complicated is others' percep- perception of that friendship, who's yeah. not even really a part of it. Definitely, but hey. And it's usually it's those people in the office that no one likes who comments. <laughs> Mm. Or who are jelly? Like no one's yes. talking to you, Irene. Turn around. <laughs> anyway, <Ooh. laughs> right? <laughs> okay. Why are y'all always gotta pick an Irene? Well, because Karen's all used up. That that, that is true. <laughs> Sorry, Irene. You're next. <laughs> Should we go to the second one? 
Question number two. So queries number two is from Grace and Mimai from Wakang Lilingon. And the question is, what should I teach in school but don't? Everything. Everything <laughs> that they don't teach in school. <laughs> Which is like, what, D? Like, what? That matters. Like, what you do when you get out of it there. Mm. The minute you step out of that, how long is school again? Eight hours? <laughs> it's such like a... It's been so long on this. <laughs> is it eight, is it eight is hours? It, I don't remember. Oh, I don't All right, remember. so let me let me let me add to this question. What lesson would you replace? Like, what lesson would you take out of school and replace it with something else? What would it be? Oh, let me just answer the question. I think financial literacy, definitely, all aspects of it. Um, what should they take out? If you had to replace something. I can't. I can't. Really? I can't. Yeah. You I guys just know. said everything that they don't teach you. In... No, I mean, like, you can't take away history. You just have to be honest with actual history. You can't take out all the different types of math or biology and science. Like, yeah, let's say yeah. for math, right? Let's say, okay, then do financial literacy with math, right? Like find a way to include it somehow where it's like history and then the present right like there's a way to mix them all together yeah. and if it's if it's a catholic school they should start teaching just abolish that. kids how to be kind <laughs> i was gonna say along with theology i don't know <laughs> excuse me you dick i am from the catholic See? school you asshole he wants to abolish it greg <laughs> well no this makes me also think that um you know because you guys went to public school, right? Well, why do you make it sound like it's like shameful? <laughs> no, I'm just joking. No, yeah. I'm, I'm asking you because what you're talking about... Because um, you're basically saying that you wouldn't replace any classes, right? From your well, high school or your... Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Because the core is there. There's some elective classes that I chose, like jewelry making... I could have replaced that with something. Okay, but it was there fun. you go. Jewelry making. <laughs> no, that no, was fun though. No, I think it's the, the okay. I think it's the implementation of like the the structure on how yeah how it's taught yeah. and yeah. what's actually being taught as a part of and it. And also, no, Greg, the, the jewelry making was an elective, just like my French class. Oh no, that's required. Uh, language was required, but yeah, like the driving school and the jewelry and the wood shop, those are like electives, right? But there's so classes, right? And lessons, right? There's so classes. So you, yeah, I you wouldn't would keep take them away all. wood shop. I you actually take, like you, wood shop. I would. I wouldn't take them because you know maybe y you didn't realize that you actually like working with wood, for example. <laughs> Okay, that says so much about McCoy. <laughs> and you can be a, a carpenter, but you need math with that. Yeah, but that's also like a trades job that sometimes some people don't really need. Like, yeah, you know, to go to a four-year um, college that everyone is yeah. like pushing. So yeah, no. The reason yeah. why I brought up like they asked you guys if you went to public school because it seemed like you guys all had all the classes that you would want and not take away anything from it. Yeah. Um. In in place of financial literacy, for example, right. So so the reason why I asked that is because like for I went to a, a Catholic school, Catholic all boys school, and there were classes that I feel like you they could have replaced with something else. Like what? Religion. You know, there were some scripture classes that just went yeah. on way too oh, long. They yeah, should, yeah. you know. Yeah. I would have replaced some of that. And then there's also a class that I think that could be replaced. We had in, in Catholic school, I guess it's my particular all-boys Catholic school, they had a class about called lifestyle or like Christian lifestyle or something to that effect. And in this class, they would teach you about marriage. Mm. Uh, but it was formatted in a way where you didn't want to get married because the... Um, the coach would explain it sounded like a job to you about the budget for marriage and we had to do a line item excel spreadsheet about how much it cost to you to get married and it was like oh hell no wait wait sorry go back to yes the excel spreadsheet of how much it costs to get married like the process of getting married or when you're married already the expenses the process of just the marriage ceremony itself oh what well, see that itself it. is like archaic like you don't have to do what everyone else does yeah so yeah. That, they could have literally changed it so you guys didn't have those type of classes at public school but in catholic school they had very specific ones that were just like why are we learning this greg actually that's useful though because i remember like yeah. what like for like doing wedding photography before it's like 
yes, you don't have to follow the same thing that everyone else is doing. I think people could have saved a lot more money if they were taught that way where, hey, this is not the only way to do a wedding. It's just that it was being taught incorrectly. I do agree with that. But when you're 16 years old, I mean, it's that I think that the deterrent was to make my classmates and I deter our way away from this idea of getting married in high school or right after high school. I think that's what it was. It wasn't to actually like... I think at 16, you don't need to know a budget for a wedding. Well, maybe they're also discouraging it from fornicating because when you fornicate and someone gets pregnant, you have to get married. And that's another part of this part of this class mm-hmm. was um, the class was very popular. <laughs> and you, you'd you hear jokes when you're a freshman year. Like the upperclassmen would always talk about jokes from this class mm-hmm. because it was also deter you from sex is what <laughs> it was for. Yeah. And so they would teach you about all the STDs, STIs, or I guess at that time, STDs. Mm-hmm. You know, so you guys don't fornicate. So it's just like in a spreadsheet um, as well. Like, what? I don't get, the, I don't get how it's being lumped summed together. Well, because anything against lifestyle, right? Lifestyle. Or like relationship, like Catholic lifestyle, like that. Yeah. Catholic, yeah. And so they would, they would so much teach about safe sex. I mean, that was part of it, but it was really about like all the the stuff that's bad that could come from sex which is herpes and they would tell stories about herpes and gonorrhea and syphilis and they tell you all the the horrible side effects of it to deter you from fornicating and this class became was one of the most popular class for the upperclassmen because they all made fun of it but when i was a freshman you would hear the upperclassmen talk about after taking this class they would say the saxophone penis you would hear that term a lot thrown around you're like what is a saxophone penis and you don't find out what the saxophone penis is until you're like a junior in high school and wait can you repeat that that's what what's saxophone like a saxophone instrument Uh, oh okay so the saxophone (laughs) penis you don't learn until you're a junior in high school Mm -hmm. and i don't know why they taught they taught us this because it's just like this rare infection disease Mm -hmm. that you get on your penis and the class always ends with learning about the saxophone penis and you get and it would teach us and show us pictures of this rare disease infection that will literally make a man's penis bend downward then bend straight up and then bend forward like a saxophone have you guys heard about this oh no what causes this? I thought you meant like... You could Google it. You could actually Google it and see a saxophone penis right now. I kind of don't because then it's going to be in my history. When you, when you said saxophone, I thought the opening would like... With, your opening would be like open like a saxophone. No, your penis will literally bend straight bend. down and then bend up oh, and then bend forward. Wow. I That's didn't challenging. even know that was... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how do you work with that? It's wood shop, but it was like it's like this last stage of this disease. Yeah, and I think the goal is to scare us to hell about fornication. Oh, uh-huh, okay. You know, I look back and to this question is like, I would be like, I need to replace this class. I would replace this yeah. class because it it provided nothing. Like it provided you about the responsibility of sex. I mean, it did scare you away from mm-hmm. it. So is this why? So all this time you've been searching for a saxophone, uh, dick penis is the penis. <laughs> the correct term. I'm gonna go back. They could have really changed the curriculum for that class and then teach it towards like an elective for a senior who just is going to school because to fill in the rest of their spots, right? Oh. Like that could have been a better. Like it could have been a the lifestyle class that you're talking about could have been like angle differently and it would have been useful for someone who's getting ready to go out there either going to college or like working before going to college it could have been something else and it's just, they didn't use it or i say well we didn't have electives like how you guys had electives oh. we could choose oh all yeah in public classes. school because we had to get we had to choose a major uh wow like a college like a college major you know and then you focus okay. on that for four to five years in the school. And then you graduate with like an associate's degree in a, in a high school diploma. Okay. So they set you up for a career like in, I was going to be a metallurgist. So, you know, like <laughs> um, studying material science and whatnot. But so they gave you those kind of things. But I think if I were to replace this lifestyle saxophone penis, saxophone penis class, 
I would actually change it with something more... A flute. <laughs> Easier to work with. A viola. <laughs> <laughs> a cello penis. <laughs> no, I would actually, to answer this person's question, I would actually change it. Like, I agree with you about financial literacy. I think it's really important. Mm. But I honestly think it would probably be about... I don't know, like life vision or character building or something else. I guess high school is all about character building. Mm, yeah. If it wasn't that, then it would have to be like mental health, financial literacy. Well, mental health. Exactly. That's a really good one. Mental health. Add on the things that matter. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Mental health. I think they, you, did you guys have guidance counselors at your high school? We yep. avoided them. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because it was like, it has that sense. You did? No, I talked to mine. It was sense of like a punishment almost if you had to be seen by them. And that's the thing. It's like, it wasn't really utilized well. Mm. But see, okay. I talked to mine because in my senior year, I had some free time. Yeah. So she she asked me like, what kind of class do you want to take, you know, to fill up your schedule? So it was a good conversation. I wasn't scared of her. I wasn't made aware that that was the purpose of that. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't yeah. that, oh, I can help you with this. Yes, it was said, but it wasn't really encouraged. Oh, okay. It was more like, I'm here when you need to, instead of like, hey, I, I feel like you need to be, you know, you need assistance this way or that way. Well, so, for example, I went to... um there was a few of us. It was a it was a class actually. It was a, like not like a job training kind of thing. So we went to like the adult school, but just yeah. as high school kids, and they taught us how to like type, how to uh, write a memo, how to actually file, yeah. all that stuff like the basic office skills. Yeah. Um, and after like it was supposed to be two semesters, I only did one because it was like drama, and I didn't want to continue it. And you started it. <laughs> You know, and then she called me in and she was like, why did you drop the class? And I said, you know, this and that. And I'm like, okay, I understand. So she tried to look for another class for me to take. Actually, I just got lazy because we had to take the bus to the place. Just too much. Did you guys have actually like high school counselors for for mental check-ins? Oh, no. no, no, I don't know. I don't think so. No. Oh, you guys didn't have any? I don't think so. Come on. It's a public school. We had one. We had one. In- you know what we had instead of that? What? We had police and security. Oh, I, we didn't have police. We had police in our campus for an open campus high school. I, we had an open campus, but we didn't have... Con- yeah, we had police, like, patrolling. And it was... Wow. And our school was not bad. It was, it was brand new. I went there, and we were the second batch to go there after it opened. But we had police presence which was so unnecessary goes where the funding goes <laughs> so t would you say that you the class that you would like is mental health mental awareness that and financial literacy oh yeah all right so mccoy what do our listeners say so um at np fred said uh, retirement savings and investment home buying process and importance of good fico score what does FICO stand for again? Oh my God, you worked at the credit <laughs> bureau. <laughs> yeah, this is Fair Isaac Corporation, FICO. I don't know who, who Isaac is and why he's fair, but it's they use his name to get the score. It's a credit score. So the highest, the, the higher the score, the better interest rate you'll get with your credit cards or your loans. And the lower they are, you may not even get approved. And if you do get approved, your interest rate is like sky high. So your credit behavior um, plays into what kind of score you'll get. Also, the amount of debt you carry and all that stuff. So, yeah. I just was thinking about this. I think they did teach us investments in in the stock market in high school. Mm -hmm. But no one knew exactly how how to use it in the real day, real world way because no one's making their own money yet in yeah. high school i think you're right i think they did mention it in passing and because i had like an economics class so they did mention it and you see you understand but i'm thinking maybe what they should do is they should actually set you up for an account and like fund it like maybe like a hundred dollars or something and let you go out there and see what you can get up to so you can learn you can make mistakes and you can learn from it um, and see how it works. And by the by the end of the school year, you'll see where your investment is. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Yeah, like how to actually apply mm-hmm. the skills, what you learn. Or like also the savings, like give you money, open a savings account re- for you, like a joint account with your parents or something. And they give you money there. And I don't know, they give you a... Gr- a grade not even a grade like extra credit to see if you were allowed you you were able to let it grow and not take it or something like that i don't know how they would No that's really that. good. Yeah. No, yeah, something that's very hands-on rather than just reading yeah. it and they kind of picture it. I guess i'll be running for school board member in the next election so support my candidacy. Thank you. Okay, okay what's so- her name? <laughs> okay, DeVos. <laughs> that's better than DeVos. Oh. <laughs> okay. So the next one is Anyone <laughs> So the next one is Barney, and he says the truth about all the lies in U.S. history. Yep. Mm. Ooh, that's an excellent one. Yeah. But see, I would think that would be more of like a college course <laughs> because the no, parents, actually, the no, parents should, will not let that happen. That. No, right? this, is, this comes at a really good time because yeah. one is, you know, um, by the time we air this uh, episode, uh, May and uh, end of May is about the Tulsa massacre which is not in anyone's textbooks mm-hmm. uh, where they killed so many um, when black wall street was happening. Basically a bunch of white supremacists came in and killed. That's not in the textbooks. Nope. Yeah. Um, a lot of history about people of color and in the textbooks in high school. And you shouldn't have to wait till you have to go to college to get that information. I say that though, because you know, the parents will get in a way for some of these well Classes. this is also interesting too is because right now in some states they are trying to get rid of slavery in the textbooks or re reconfigure the understanding and the Re- teaching of slavery like reframe to it to show that it had and quote one po- congressperson said this the good stuff about slavery this is a really good point yeah but it doesn't only apply to just U.S. history. There's a lot of history around the world where they could be a little bit more honest or a lot more honest. A lot more. Yeah. So the next question is from a city boy of the stories I wish you heard. And he says... <laughs> you say that always so seductively, by the way. Do I do? I didn't Wait, know I had yeah. that kind of Wait, voice. It, okay. Is this becoming an ad for him? Is he paying us now? <laughs> He's paying McCoy. He's, he's paying us with love and support. Um, and he says, how, how to be kind, how to manage anxiety, how not to be an asshole. Although, they'll probably oh. change the name. They'll rename the asshole part. I know. I'll sign up for that class. Like, how to be not an asshole. I'm like, oh, one. shit. That's going to be my first period. And D got an F. You failed. I failed being an asshole. <laughs> No, because I'll do the exact opposite. I'm like, uh huh, okay. (laughs) But see, this is all like mental health, like what D said. This all like belongs there. And how to be kind, maybe in Greg's um, thing, would be in like theology or religion class or something, because they teach you the gospel, but not how to be kind. I'm not really sure. (laughs) Because a lot of the Uber Christian I know are very not kind. Oh, did I just say that? Wait, they drive for Uber too? That's hard. <laughs> I meant the ones who are very, very like okay. religious. So like, not when you get inside and they're like, "Are you a Christian or not?" Like, like when uh, you get in a car, <laughs> like, I'm like no, does I the power of God compel you or so? Oh no, that's like exorcism. Sorry. <laughs> oh my God, take this out. They take this part out. Okay, let's see. The next one is from Red Anatomy. So Sir, Sir Red is actually an educator in the Philippines, and his podcast is Hainayan at Agham. I think when I mentioned this podcast in another episode, I had it reversed. Oh, I think I might get it reversed again. I think Hainayan means biology and Agham means science, but I had it reversed when I, when I said it the first time. Anyway, so um, he says... Sex is still a taboo topic, so please educate and not hate. He means this in the Philippine context. Although I think the RH, um, it used to be an RH bill, now it's a law. It states there they should have age-appropriate sex education, but I think it's being blocked 
maybe by the church, <laughs> most likely by the church. Most I likely. can't say for sure, uh, but it's being blocked, I believe. So um, maybe that's why he says that it's still taboo. Why do they not have sex ed? I mean, because when I'm, I'm a, am I Catholic? Um, junior high, they taught they taught about sex. Yeah, but there's the Philippines where the the Catholic yeah. Church has a different hold on the government and politicians. Mm. So you know, and they they believe that maybe if you teach them sex, they'll have sex. They're fucking having sex now, <laughs> so might as well educate them to protect themselves because HIV rate in the Philippines is high. And in the in the you know with young people too. So let's not kid ourselves. And they're getting pregnant. Because no one is teaching them to protect themselves. Anyway. Yeah, and uh, in Texas, um, they used to try to teach abstinence mm. in public schools. Um, teen pregnancy actually went up. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, next one is uh, Rich Flores, and he says, The reality of life after college. Finances, society, family, basic life skills, travel, etc. Okay. You know, I was just thinking about this. You know what they wish they had in high school? What? Programs that you have to volunteer. Wait, don't they have that now? Now? I have no idea. But I mean, specifically, like, even even travel and volunteer oh. programs. Because I think traveling really helps um, young adults really grow. Broaden your horizon. Um, let's see. So the next one is at, at Chris Chen with five N's dot N. Um, inclusive sex education. This includes talking about gay sex. Oh, that's they don't teach about gay or lesbian sex in high school. Well, not when I was in high school. I don't think they do that now. Oh, probably they? not. Well, remember when Prop Eight, Prop Eight came about? Then their campaign, the 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 yes on Prop Eight was saying how um, if this passes or if this doesn't pass, I don't know how the how to frame it, but. Um, like the the gay people will teach kids how to be gay, like uh, teach them gay oh, sex I heard or something. This. You remember? I did hear that. Yeah, and that was like that was so offensive to me because you're trying to use kids um, against um, the no on Prop Eight, but it's a complete like lie. Anyway, so um, at um, Alfie Clemente says they should teach kids about finances, credit, chores, and cooking. And then the next one is Chick Clemente, and she says, Practical life skills, as early as preschoolers, they should learn how to do daily tasks and not just academics. Okay, in the Philippines, when I was in grade four, I think we had um, home economics, and they they, they split the, the boys and the girls. So I think one part of the year, the boys learned how to change... Um, those electrical fuses that's good my god yeah. i can't even do yeah um how to milk a goat so if i had to i could yes. milk a goat um I'm jelly how to milk a goat how to um build a toolbox although i had my uncle make it for me and i turned it in like i did it uh but i got the basics the lies yes um what else different things how to plant this and that like you know we had a vegetable garden and then the second half of the year, we switched with the girls. And then we learned how to cook, how to clean the house, how to, if you have like a, a rip or a hole in your your shorts or something, you can stitch it. So now I know how to actual stitch and I, I carry that on. I'm not very, it's not going to look too good, but I can close a hole in my sock if I, if I had to. Because I learned it from like when I was grade five or four. The basics, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is actually, it reminds me when I was in high school, one of the things I think I would used to hear from like the teachers was that, oh, you know, we we don't have home economics or anything. Like they try to ready you for college mm-hmm. and purely that way, they don't actually teach you practical life skills because we didn't have the electives that you guys had. You know, we didn't have home economics or we did have like construction, but it was a different way. It was like building homes. Not really we building. put the cross inside the wall. No, no. Catholic school isn't like that. You no, know. it's more of like <laughs> we're not building the crucifixions. It's more of like pointing, like, oh, you put that there. Oh no, you put that oh. one over there. That that was the that was the lecture. <laughs> not necessarily, not necessarily them touching the items themselves. <laughs> so they just supervise. They teach how to be bosses, but nothing mm. like practical skills though. Like yeah. they were so like keen on like getting to college, getting to college. 
that once you got to college, like you, like a lot of my classmates didn't even know how to cook. You know, we didn't know how to do like a lot of things. But you know, I mean, you know, the basis of that is because at the end of the year, that's the numbers that they have to show to entice the parents of like, hey, we have high rate of you know enrollment to college, to college after. Yeah after yeah. our school and that's how you entice parents to pay more money to get them there and if it was yeah. a public school that's how they would get more funding yeah that's but true. but really that you know it, it's an afterthought that what do you actually do as a kid when you get out there in the world like what what are these skills that you need to learn that's that's such an afterthought with how they're placing everything in the education system yeah you know you're totally right there's also i just recently thought about this too is I would, when I have my own kids, I would like them to go to school that doesn't give homework. What? Yeah. Yeah. I don't believe in homework. I didn't mind I feel my like, It's such a waste. I feel like you're in school from like, like maybe from 7 a.m. all the way to 4 p.m. Like studying, studying, studying. And then afterwards, if you want to do like, you know, like sports or if you want to do anything else, like you couldn't because, because you had so much yeah. homework. You had to go all the way till 1 a.m to do homework and finish homework i don't believe in homework i did my homework the before class i may have had other people do my homework for me but that's oh. another story <laughs> so it's a construction it's See, construction, like construction. All over again. Yeah. yeah how to construct the homework from nothing <laughs> it was manufacturing class okay so it's different mm. Oh, okay. Manufacturing lies. <laughs> oh! Ouch! <laughs> All uh, right, how's that asshole class working out for you, D? I passed there, obviously, because I just want to teach that class. <laughs> how to be an asshole, not how not to be an asshole is what he taught. <laughs> and McCoy, what is our final question? So our final query is from Christian from Guam, and it it um okay, let's see. So he emailed this um this letter, and he was very very kind to to uh, especially Greg. So I omitted that part here. So um, <laughs> so he says, my inquiry is on growing up and moving to another place. How in the world do people just pack up and leave? Do I figure this out naturally? I know I could stay with a family member at first, but what if I decide to try it out at a place where I have I have none? I mean, where do I even stay until I find a job or an apartment to rent? Setting up a new bank account, building credit, paperwork, I don't know. I feel as if live, living in an island for most of my life was has instilled in me the undeniable comfort of interdependence. It's not to say that there is anything wrong with that, but I do feel I need to be fully independent one day. Okay. Yes, you have to be fully independent one day. You you have no choice. So let's break up that let's break this down. So, um for first question how do how 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 in the world do people just pack up and leave? Ask my dad. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! location for different reasons um economic reasons for example that's why my my mother and my father uh separately moved here to the united states for economic reasons people move for like safety um maybe they're in danger in their home country and they 
need to go somewhere else so they can feel safe and their family. Um, so I don't know. What do you guys think? I think it ties into Greg's um, suggestion earlier, like having mm-hmm. uh, was it Greg? Was it work experience that you said? But like sending them somewhere else. Oh yes. Oh, like a travel, like travel. That's a good way to actually learn about, like you, McCoy. I think. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to these places just so you can have experience of what would it be if yeah. you were actually living there, right? Like, that's how yeah. me and Amado go on vacation. Mm-hmm. It's like, let's go somewhere where we think we might want to live and then see how actually everything is around there. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think take vacations. So, ch- like, not only you're enjoying it, but then you're also getting a chance to scope the place and see how things function do you see yourself living in this area do you see not how would you be able to do it at least you get a better idea of how things function at that location you're 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 planning to move to but obviously you're not going to find out like how do i financially you know like be stable and afford things but you know you get a sense of idea like you're not going to move in blindly mm-hmm. yeah i would say like how people just pack and leave like to venture off um and move somewhere else I would, you know, looking at, at my friends when I was younger who who did just that, um, I would say it was a calling, like a calling for either adventure or calling because they wanted a better career or better life. And it came to a point in a lot of my friends' life where they had like a job, a stable job or a semi-stable job, mm-hmm. but they had a calling to go into the fashion industry or go into dance and choreography um and that calling was just a lot louder than anything else and even though they would push away those thoughts there was a breaking point i think in a lot of my friends lives where like they had to take the leap just to find out and so they put more on the line and more at risk by just doing it because the calling was just was louder and they couldn't ignore it let's see before we we go any further let me just read um the rest of this segment i guess he asked i know i could stay with family member at first but what what if i decide to go to a place where i have none uh where do i find a job or an apartment to rent setting up a new bank account so let's stop stop there uh let's stop with a getting a place to live so what do you think greg your friends who decided to like let's say move somewhere how do they start looking for a place or even a job you know uh when my friends took this leap of, of faith because mm-hmm. there was no direct path, they didn't go to, they didn't leave to go to a school. They went, mm-hmm. they left because there was a calling for a career path that they wanted. They mm-hmm. didn't have it here in LA. So they went to New York. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, when they made that move, they didn't have family or friends in the other state or in New York, but they did save up enough money. And when the very first things that they did was, you know, when you're at a certain age, when you're younger, they would find a couch or they would find um, an ad for room for rent. Like they weren't very like, they didn't care about what the house looked like, you know, what the bed looked like. They just needed mm. to get to a certain pay- place. Just a roof over your head. Yeah, just a roof over your head and some money in your pocket. Yeah. And then I think actually a lot of them secured a job before they got there. Whether they were working in somewhere in LA that they had a store maybe in New York mm-hmm. or another place and they figure out how to transfer out yeah. or they had something lined up before they got there. When I moved to New York, I had no job nor prospect, but because I was staying with family and I had a little bit of savings, I felt secured in doing that. Uh, But I found a job easily, fairly easily, um, and I started making money like a month after I moved there. In fact, I didn't even want to start looking for a job. I wanted to like take a break for like two months, but I was like, no, I'm getting bored. Let me just do it. So savings is the key. Having money set, set aside where if you suffer a setback and you don't find a job right away, you're gonna be okay. Yeah, I agree. Like having a savings, uh, what do you say, like one to two months? Maybe even more if you, you can if you can manage. And also, you know, I was also thinking about this is that my friends who did leave, they made sure they told people that they were going to take this leap of faith. Oh, yeah. And why that's also key was to figure out the people. One is like who your true friends and who your true family really are mm-hmm. is because 
when you take the leap of faith, it's not going to go exactly the way you intend it to go. There's going to be a lot of challenges. And it's so important before you take this leap that you have, it'd be, it would be nice, not a requirement to have people support you from afar. Yes. I remember I had, I had to take phone calls from friends who, who would call me on Christmas because they didn't have enough money to get food, you know? <gasps> And so, you know, I was there. I just realized I was there to like send them some money when they can when I could cuz I could could do that at that time. And it was also good to be part of them helping helping them out in their travels. How about you, D? Mm. Is it your father? It's yeah, I'm still <laughs> well, stuck know, D, on that. <laughs> no, D, let me ask you this question for you because I think that you took this leap very early on in your life, right? No, actually. I was too scared early on to even think about this. Um, so I did this and what? Why are you laughing? <laughs> it's, a different, it's, it's, a, it's a completely different thought though, Greg. It's a completely different thought. What is it? Because <laughs> I literally said, D. I didn't say I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, but it's, yes. it's, it's, <laughs> Are you gonna tweet that the world doesn't revolve around me? <laughs> I don't need to do that because clearly you just you should know it by now. Anyway, so D, go ahead. No, I think it's a different thought though. Especially being young. I mean, I was still under someone's roof. So I guess I had the basics, but not necessarily the guidance that I was looking for as, you know, growing up. I, I'm assuming he's of age thinking of moving somewhere, you know, as a somewhat of an adult. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's a completely different concept for me because I had to become an adult for myself because no one else was doing that for me. Mm-hmm. But the financial stuff, I still wish I had, like, you know, guidance on that, how to navigate through that, really being financially ready for whatever future I wanted. A question for McCoy Andy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I need to say that now. You should hold, like, a, 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 like a, a card later. McCoy Andy. Okay, McCoy, so sit down. Well, let's, like, here, before we go into the yeah. next part of this, I mm-hmm. do have a question for both of you because you guys all have made a big transition in your lives at one point or another mm-hmm. to travel um, and live somewhere else. What do you feel, I guess, what is that point where you feel like you need to make this move or the courage that you have to build up to take a leap of faith? Um, for me, when I moved to New York, I I told myself, if I don't do this now, I'm never going to do it. Because I always let my fear get in the way. And I wanted to experience that. And it was it was good for me. How about you, D? I, mean, I know you were you came to this at a very young age. But did you have any, like, I guess, fears or, like, hesitations or that you had to deal with? Those factors didn't really come into play until I was older. You know, like being stuck, like I could have been like stuck in the same place as I was before. But it was like, no, that's not what I want for myself. And like you said, it was that calling that I was like, no, I want something else. So I just had to really take that chance. And whether I was pushed (laughs) or (laughs) to take those chances, like I think I still owe it to myself that I wanted to change something, the situation I was at. So that's what drove me to take the lead okay so the next um part of of the the question is um you know setting up a bank account building credit and paperwork if you're not sure about something don't be scared to call the bank and ask what they need like what are the requirements to open a bank account in fact you should already have one by now if you're able to set up a bank account now, go ahead. Because my first bank account was a joint account with me and my sister because I was a minor. So she she set one up for me. Um, it was like a savings account. So if you're a minor, if you're interested in doing that, you should ask your parents or your older siblings to do that for you. If you're already an adult, you're able to open a bank account. You just have to know the requirements. Like, is there like a, like a minimum um, amount I should keep in the bank 
or do I get penalized if I don't, for example? Uh, what's the difference? What what kind of savings should I open or what kind of checking account do I open? All those different things you should ask and don't be afraid to ask. Um, not for the building the credit part. Open uh, a Macy's hmm. account <laughs> to start yeah. off with. <laughs> you know like, what? I mean... I mean, to be honest with you, one is like the most important part is a bank account. Yeah, a bank account. You know, like for, for sure. example, I have an online bank account that mm-hmm. I use, um, so I could, I could, you could apply for it online, mm-hmm. and as long as you put money in there, there's no fees and whatnot. But even like building up credit, I feel like you shouldn't really be focused on that aspect yet. I think that you should focus on definitely not. You know, I think having a credit card, for example. Mm-hmm. Is a is a good safety, but at the same time, yeah. you have to be very careful with the credit yeah. card, like yeah. extremely careful. Well, I think the reason why he's asking about the credits because when you rent an apartment, for example, they will check your credit, and yeah. if there's nothing there, you may not get approved. So I think that's the that's the point. But like you said, you have to be careful with the credit. The credit card is the easiest. You just have to be very careful in how you utilize it. Yeah, I mean, that just, I mean, no matter what, like, if you're moving to a new place, the best way is to move in with somebody, get a mm-hmm. roommate. Yeah. And even, like, if you could put your name on one of the bills, even. Yeah. So that way they, you could show that you're paying utilities somewhere mm-hmm. or something like that. Like, yeah. That's important. As- yeah. How about you, D? Piggybacking on, like, getting a roommate. I mean, God, remember when we had roommates, or Amaro and I had roommates. And they were all through like Craigslist, <laughs> and uh, like we took the chances. I used that website for something else, but I see <laughs> well, your point. Well, yeah. you it, they were your roommate for the night, <laughs> but it's not like they didn't have to check your credit for it. But <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I think that's one way to really do it is really not be on your own unless you're able to financially afford it and get a place on your own but you finding a getting a roommate is just one more person that you'll get to know through the process of like starting to live somewhere right Mm -hmm. that's another you know whether i mean we're just crossing the fingers our fingers that they turn out to be decent people (laughs) then you know you've already not only you have a roommate you have a friend as well so that's like the benefit of that that's true yeah, and travel light. Always travel light. <laughs> just in case you have to run, just travel light. I was listening to the Actors Studio, which is a program um, in New York. Uh, the Actors Studio is when it's a, it's by the New School, um, and they would have this night where they'd bring in like celebrities or people in the film and TV industry, and and called the Actors Actors Studio, and then they would ask them questions, and this big celebrity. Um, was was on the on the show, and he asked, "Well, how come? Like, what made you take this leap? You know, to come to New York, or come to L.A. to pursue a career in acting, and like, what kept you going?" And he said, "You know what? Like, when I needed a couch or a place to stay, I it, it was always open to me somehow, through friends or by meeting people, and you just he just kept on pushing through." And everything just figured it out when he really put every energy and effort into finding a place to stay. And so I think that we know, like, you know, going to a new place and finding a place to live and build credit and your roommate, like, that's all going to, that's all going to happen. You'll make it happen if you really want it or not. So let's go to the last um, statement um, where Christian said, um, I do feel I need to be fully independent one day definitely you can't stop that um i mean actually you can i mean you could live with family all your life if that's what you want to do and if that if your family allows that but for most of us you know it came whether we were ready or not yeah i think christian's is a, is a smart person to to mm-hmm. recognize yeah yeah because it's better that you recognize it sooner than later in your life because mm-hmm. but you know I, now that's all like would ask christian you know like what is your big purpose like what is the big why are you leaving like and hold on to like oh you want me to end career oh do you know well it's in the email i just included because it wasn't a question it was more a statement because he said in the mainland there's more opportunities here you know even the opportunities what but even that you have to even get more specific as to the big why like what is your big purpose of taking this leap because the fact is, is that you got to take this big leaf and there's going to be tons of hurdles. It's not going to be easy. There is going to be times where you're 
going to have to figure out or borrow money to pay rent. Like there's, and you're just going to be a crazy roommate, like Dee mentioned. Like there's going to be so many different reasons that's going to push you to your breaking point. But if you know the big why, like why are you taking the sleep? What is it? What more than opportunities? Is it something very specific? Is it because you have this calling or is it because of X, Y, and Z? Just, just know it because you're going to have to pull through it. I mean, McCoy, when you moved to New York, you took mm-hmm. a big leap, right? Yeah. There were times, were there many moments in your life where you wanted to give up or you're like, oh, I don't know if this is right for me or what did I do? Mcgregor's like, nope, that was New York. I loved every fucking yeah, minute yeah. yeah, there was no I moment. I had my mom's apartment. <laughs> yes. Uh, but my place of residence was secured. If it wasn't, I don't know if I'd be as brave uh, because, like I said, I let my fear get in the way a lot of times. Um, but yeah, so I don't regret moving to New York. I absolutely loved it. I mean, you know, you have experiences that you're just like, oh God, only in New York, maybe. Um, but you know, I, I love the experience and I think it was, it was good for me. I'll just say this story. My friend who went to New York, um, cause he wants to be a choreographer. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went to visit him in New York, uh, I said, I, we, I landed JFK. Um, and then I just had like a bag <laughs> with me. Yeah. And then we went party, we went to the party, went to the club. I said, okay, let's say we go back to his place to sleep. And it was maybe like, uh, I think at 1 a.m. And we were in downtown New York. We jumped on the train. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were on that train for like almost like, it felt like two hours. We're like, we were in, we're in the train with all these homeless people. That were fighting with each other. And I was like, oh shit, like what's happening? And it took us almost like, I felt like two hours. I think the train finally came up from the subway and light was breaking already. Yeah. Oh my and God. And it was. It's not 1 a.m. then. But it was probably later. Yeah. Because we you know what happened was that like you have to wait for the trains and run trains run slower at night. At night. Yeah. yeah. So we get to his place. I haven't been to his place. Um, and. Is that a walk? We were up? walking for like ten blocks. Yeah, and it was a house. It was it was a basement. Mm. We had to go through different rooms to get to the room. It was a mattress on the floor with just tons of clothes, and there was a roommate even because it's like you know it's New York. Everyone like there's like ten people in one <laughs> yes. room, and I was like, damn, like this is rough, right? Mm-hmm. And he took a chance, and fast forward. He does choreography for all the big names and big celebrities, from Mariah Carey to Christina Aguilera to everyone now. But there's a point where he started, and it really pushed him to the point of like, from there to where he is not now, where he has his own house in LA, he has a pool. But he took a risk. Yeah. And he knew what the big why. He knew what he wanted to do, and that helped him push through all these hurdles. Because <laughs> it was scary. My big why was... I wanted to experience that because if I don't take the chance now, I don't think I could ever push myself to do it. So that's why I went for it. And you're probably, there's probably a reason why you felt that way, right? Because maybe if you didn't do it, you'd probably really never do it. I'll, and also, I didn't want to regret it. Like, what could have been? I wonder how it is to live in New York, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't want to do the blah, blah, you blah. You didn't want to be blah, blah. No. <laughs> We got a response from Rich Flores, and he says, Leaving usually is not a sudden move. It's thought about. Plan early, plan now. So is Rich saying that my dad planned the entire thing? Possibly. Oh! <laughs> I'm not going to answer that, but I think you know. I think you know. <laughs> it's, it's thought out. <laughs> Maybe he was like... Oh, this son of mine, such an asshole. I think I'm gonna go now. So he deep. failed the asshole class. Yeah, so do you really? He got the so the I asshole am class the reason like, why they got do. separated. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, you know. this is so wrong. This is so wrong. I mean, if 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 your parent was you, what would you do? Wait, that doesn't make sense. If your child was you, what would you do? <laughs> you probably moved to another state. 
It's like this kid's gonna kill me. <laughs> oh, yeah, these are happy tears, I'm sure. I think that's yeah, no, that's a lot to unpack for him, but you know, yeah. Uh, yeah it, for him, how about you? <laughs> oh no, I've already unpacked that. I'm paying for it, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I give him credit for asking. Because yeah, like you said, yeah. the you know just the mere fact that he's questioning about it is already it's mm-hmm. something that he's thought about. So he has somewhat of a plan laid out, even though it's yeah. not like the the actual step by step. He he knows the gist of what he needs to do. I think I know why he likes to plan things. Why? He's a Virgo. Oh. He says that. Too. <laughs> Greg's like. I don't get it. <laughs> you know, I have a I have a cousin in Guam. I've always wanted to go to Guam. Have you guys been there? No, we should go. Is that Davy though? That, no, it... Davy's in Hawaii. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, you're crazy. Wow. Wait. Guam and Hawaii look alike to you, D. No, no, no. no. Wow. That Greg. might be Davy's cousin. Wait. Greg, your cousin's with Davy? No, my cousin lives in Guam. So your cousin is Davy. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Davy's from Guam. Originally, yeah originally right yeah. okay that explains so much oh wow i mean have why he's such a nice person you jerks <laughs> god <laughs> you just all right you guys are taking the asshole class um so thank you for your queries danny grace and mimai from wakang lilingon and christian from guam let us know how you would answer these questions yourself we want to hear your answers and we'll read them on a future episode that's our show. If you'd like to leave a comment or have a question for us, we will respond. You can reach us at... On social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and CuriousCat at GamChat Podcast. You can also email us your questions at GamChatPodcast at gmail.com. Also, we want you guys to be a part of the episode. Leave us your voicemails. Uh, you can leave them at anchor.fm slash GamChatPodcast. And thank you for your queries, and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.